we're gonna go. <laughs> this is serious business only. Now. Serious business now. I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, small business advanced tax planning and compliance extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Um, we're just here to hang out. We're just here to hang out. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, today, we are welcoming to the podcast. Stephen Andrews, our esteemed podcast producer, who's been with us, well, since the dawn of the podcast, obviously. This was his idea. So here Coming we up are. up on like three years now, right? It's crazy talk. It really is. Holy crap. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Stephen, Stephen um, owns uh, his company, The Spotted Dog Media. And he sent me this bio, but I, okay, here we go. Communication is key in all things, it says. It allows us to accomplish our goals both solo and with a team. Steven has been honing his communication style and storytelling since he was five years old. That doesn't surprise me. Having helped the North Face, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and numerous small and medium businesses tell their stories, he's on a mission to level the business playing field. Welcome, my friend. (laughs) Thank you. It's y'all, always a pleasure. Y'all have heard Steven. He's done voiceovers. He's interviewed me. Um, he has an, um, another episode in which we interviewed him. So we'll put all that stuff in the links as we do. But mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. it would be good to check in. I appreciate that. I need um, somebody checking in on me. Like oh, <laughs> that. <laughs> and um, we haven't seen each other physically in a year we haven't and that breaks my heart i know so i'm like super excited to be immune which is happening soon and you're gonna get your shots I and am. then we can do hugs again I'm so we can do hugs although i do have to say i love my new studio i got purple lights behind me i can actually change those to any color yeah and then the i need to come see the new studio and come pet mm-hmm. puppies and mm-hmm. we need to hang I'm 100% down. And I can think of a couple other people that we need to bring with us too. Yeah, we, we, we have a few. Yeah. We have a few. Like yeah. our lovely um, our lovely Carly. Yeah. From Healing Kyle. Kyle. And our Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle Matthews, who hasn't been on a podcast forever, which feels really weird. <laughs> he hasn't. Maybe, maybe that is somebody else we should reach out to yeah. in the short term. Guys, this podcast was is brought to you by Steven. Andrews and Kyle Matthews, who told me to do the thing. So <laughs> if you like the podcast, you should go thank them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. really, they, they convinced me to do this thing. And over here we are. I accept all forms of gratitude. It keeps me going. I like men in bourbon, just by the by. <laughs> <laughs> by the barrel. By the barrel. Um, you guys, I asked Stephen if there's anything I should, you know, talk to him about. And he literally says, I don't want to feed you questions. Like anybody could ever feed me questions. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gave me like 20 bullet points. So, (laughs) Well, just of things that are going on that then you can formulate around. All right. So you've already done first question first. So we're going to do a different one. Okay. Uh, What is your biggest pet peeve? Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) That's interesting. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to go with two in different settings, different settings. Um, I hate, um, working within a team where people within the team, instead of, um, uh, when they have an issue, instead of bringing it up or like, oh, I'm missing this or, oh, I'm missing that, or they need something from you mm-hmm. um, and not talking to you about it and just letting it fester until it becomes an issue. Communication is key. <laughs> for what you need. Otherwise, I don't know you need it. Yeah. Or I might know that you need it, but I, I might've thought I delivered it already or. Or I forgot. <laughs> or I forgot, like all sorts of things, right? We're all humans. Now, granted, it shouldn't be like a continual thing, somebody forgetting something, but 
don't let it fester. <clears throat> right. Um, and then outside of that, going higher level. So that mm -hmm. we'll, we'll say that's the micro. Mm -hmm. And then going to the macro, uh, probably one of my biggest pet peeves would be uh, people telling themselves not to do something or that they shouldn't, or that it's worthless, or that it won't work, mm -hmm. or any of that fun stuff. I, I, trying it. Yeah, like either like a business trying a new form of media production, mm -hmm. or an individual applying for a job, and they go, oh, I'm not qualified. Mm -hmm. And then they don't even apply for the job mm -hmm. that they would actually be great at, because they mm -hmm. asked for a bachelor's degree, and they don't have one. Which, like, can we stop doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, the average cost of a bachelor's degree now is like 150 K and that is, the, that is bad shit. Yeah. And the median wage is still like 55, 60. So household anyways. So yeah. Yeah. On, we, so we just hired a parts manager. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So excited to have her. Um, and we, Emily's like, do you care about education? And I was like, no, <laughs> Like, Elon doesn't care about education. Yeah, I care about psychographically, can they handle me? Mm -hmm. That's what's important. There's actually um, a really good interview with Elon Musk uh, where he was asked if he cared about uh, degrees and higher education and all that sort of fun thing. And he responded, no, all that shows is that you can go into a system and be obedient and go through that system. I would rather see somebody who dropped out and did something extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, there is hope. I have to say, um, you know, obviously we work with a lot of professionals, so, or professional services. So they all have degrees, like they have to, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, there's a, there is definitely a place. But some of the, some of the most successful business owners I've ever met don't have a college degree. Mm -hmm. most of them either almost didn't make it out of high school <laughs> or got to get their GED or like these are people who don't work well within the traditional schooling systems, mm -hmm. right? Those are our innovators. I mean, the, the, the system which has been re oh, redecorated time over time for the past 150 years of the public school system was initially designed to pump out factory workers and individuals who could still does. come into the system. Yeah. It's been, you know, there's a new picture hanging over there and there's a new picture hanging over there, but that's mm -hmm. still what it's designed to produce is people mm -hmm. to work within a system mm -hmm. um, and try not to stray too far from that system. Yeah, it's almost a wonder. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible student. We've we've talked about this. I'm a terrible student. I can't do it. Um, you know, I think I'm starting to realize that I'm really good at taking what I need and leaving the rest. And mm. that's probably how I made it through. That might have been a better way to adapt than what I did. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty good with working within a system unless I think it's complete and utter bullshit, and then I won't do it. <laughs> But eventually it'd be like, and I'm done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's enough pretending like this is, means anything to anybody. Yeah. Yep. Um, so people can check out the first episode, your first episode um, for your backstory and all the stuff. Yeah. Give us your just like real quick cliff notes of how we got to Spotted Dog. Uh, so we got to Spotted Dog. Oh, let's start uh, when I was 21 years old. Um. I uh, had a car wreck, lost my car, thought what's the quickest way I can possibly um, get to owning a car again for some stupid idea. I was like, oh, I could own a business and that'll turn over money real quick. It's not the case when you're in college. Um, won a business competition out of that, started my, funded my first business from that, uh, sold it, went into the corporate world for a little bit, absolutely hated it. Um, and I'm, positive. Most of my managers hated me. Mm -hmm. um, ended up moving out to Colorado for a, a position with a startup. After three months of interviews, the position and the duties were not what was discussed. Three months later, uh, that company closed down. And then I was off to the races building another business thinking that 
it would all work out. And here we are about four years later. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so it's worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so what, um, so what have been the, some of the biggest successes um, of Spotted Dog Media um, in the last couple of years? Um, so for me personally, um, I think one of the biggest successes was being able to work with one of my heroes um, in Conrad Anker. Uh, he's a prolific climber and explorer, um, and I got to work with him uh, for the North Face at, uh, was it Neptune Mountaineering? Awesome. Up in Boulder when they reopened. Cool. Um, turned a, well, not, not turned a, helped um, a chiropractor become a speaker. Um, kind of proud of that one. That's pretty cool. We're super proud of that one. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel like I had a hand. So. You did. You did. Um, just had a, we just had to point that ball of energy in the right direction. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm super proud of you mm-hmm. um, and everything that I've seen a lot of transformation in you over the past few years and, and how you host, how you talk to people, the whole nine yards of that. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of changes there. <laughs> yep. Who knew? Um, and um, yeah, those are probably top three. And then, you know, make a wish, like that's a dream come true. So. <clears throat> awesome. Um, so what have been some of the biggest challenges? Oh man. Um, so when I got started, um, I had one camera, mm-hmm. um, two terrible lights, um, and, uh, 30 days worth of cash. Um, and that, that was really hard. I remember, um, this February of 18, mm-hmm. I think, um, I was, I was literally going to run out of cash at the end of February. Um, and I went to, uh, one of my friends that worked at earth Trucks at the time. And I was like, Hey, like, do we have anything? And they're like, actually we need some work. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get that and then build from there. Um, and, uh, I was able to, you know, spend about $20,000 and build out cameras and lights and audio recording equipment and everything that I needed. And, and you know, I've, returned at least 10 X on that. So awesome. yeah. Um, what about getting some help over there? How's that going? Uh, so interestingly enough, I have had help a couple of different times. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID actually bit a lot of people in the ass in January and February for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually, wow. I'm, yeah, I, I actually, um, uh, I, I was able to secure a PPP loan, um, in March. And so now I'm kind of rebuilding and building out my email list and, Mm -hmm. um, approaching a bunch of new people to try and get, uh, try and really get the fire going now. I've I've had a pretty rough time over the past year, year and a half. And, uh, you know, it's been kind of rough. So I'm doing some rebuilding, but I got faith in myself. You've got faith in yourself and two huskies. I do. I have two huskies. For better or for worse. <laughs> better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's try podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so what makes a successful podcast? Uh, a few different things. Um, top of which is authenticity. Um, you can't be fake in any way shape or form um unless that's your shtick is being fake and creating some sort of character that way a persona, um, a persona. however that's not most people most people go ahead i just think it's gonna blow up in your face at some point it will you can't you can't play if you are if you're trying to play a character and your audience is not in on the fact that you're trying to play a character it will blow up on you. If you're trying to play a character like Borat and your audience is in on it, then it will be okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not most people. Most people are not trying to play a character. Most people are trying to convey something. They're trying to get leads for their business somehow. They're trying to sell something. Um, so authenticity, very top for that. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, uh, it is uh, solving a problem. You've got some sort of problem that you're trying to solve Mm -hmm. and you want to talk to people about that problem that they might have. They could either have the problem and they're looking to solve it, or they could be another thinker on how to solve it. Mm -hmm. And then you can have a back and forth and be able to provide information. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that goes right up there too, is being able to provide information to your audience. Yeah. I love it. Um, so what are the biggest, um, what are some of the biggest things people need to understand when they're thinking about or starting a podcast? That it is a long game. (laughs) It is, it is a long game. Um, the, so this goes to marketing Mm -hmm. and sales Mm -hmm. podcast is marketing and Mm -hmm. branding. Mm -hmm it helps generate leads and gives you something for when people come to look at you because they're going to come look at you before they talk to you. Mm -hmm. It gives them something to see, to get a feel of you. Mm -hmm. Sales is, Hey, are you looking for speakers for your event? (laughs) Like I need to know if you don't cool, I'm going to go on. I'm not Mm -hmm. here for friends. I'm not here for any of that. I just need Mm -hmm. to know if there's something for me to gain here. Mm -hmm. Um, and a podcast is in that marketing realm and it's going to take longer and you have to, uh, position it and you have to place it and then you have to point people to it. You, there's Mm -hmm. still a lot of elbow work in it. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't, it didn't occur to me what a long game was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to be sure you're going to enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. And if you don't like talking to people, don't do a podcast. Yeah. Or if you can't, like, (laughs) if you can't continue to pump out the content, like, you know, and I'll be a hundred percent, it is hard for me to run a firm and, and to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Especially we are weekly, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, not, not all podcasts are weekly. I don't, you can tell me what the statistics are on that probably. Most are, well, most good ones are, um, but not all are weekly. Some are daily. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I can't imagine doing that, but I mean, they're like five to 10, 15 minutes. And then, yeah, they're just, I mean, that's actually one of the reasons I've evolved my services. Um, So uh, one of our dear friends, Dr. Angela Tran, um, I do, I book her for podcasts. I do her booking for her podcasts. I do absolutely everything. So all she has to do is interview. Yeah. Um, And that's the platform I'm moving towards going Mm -hmm. forward. It's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, doing all the guest vetting and all of that up front was so much work. We now yeah. have Emily doing all of that or doing, yeah. you know, a lot of that and you do the producing and all I really have to do is host. And at this point. that's what it needs to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah. thankfully, because it really was like a part-time job up front, <laughs> you know, when yeah. we started, it was a part-time job. Um, but really we are at that point too, where the guests come to us. Yeah, then, yours turned into a machine of Yeah, it is. Out. And so Emily's just like, yes, no. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 You know, it's so, like dating. She gets to choose. Yeah, Emily gets to choose. <laughs> she dates them all or, you mm-hmm. know, vets them all. And then is like, here's my curated list. And I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, now that Emily's vetting, I don't rarely say no. Yeah. Rarely say no to. Yeah. To a guest anymore. Um. And that's really helped because we've got these amazing guests that I really connect with. And that's um, an important thing too, is to, yeah. to curate your guests, talk to who you want to talk to. Yeah. And so it's really, you know, you've said it's evolved. Well, it really has because instead of like just trying to get people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we have, we have definitely a more, you know, curated vetted process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I fall in love with all these people. <laughs> and you've got some heavy hitters now too. Yeah. Like we're, we're talking big big successful business owners and mm-hmm. people within those businesses coming to talk to you. And it's so fun, right? It's so it's, fun and it's, it's so great. So and there's so much good information. Yeah. 
it's just really it's just really fun to bring these really great guests in that I can really like connect with um yeah. and that's been one of the biggest changes right um is you know, kind of in the middle there it was just like whoever wanted to come you know or whoever we could get in the door yeah and, uh, and some of those were you. like painful <laughs> painful I, interviews I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> you were here for some of those um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's so fun because I get to get on and talk to people who I could talk to forever. Yeah. And those are the best episodes. Those are very, those are the best. And um, you're, you're able to really dig in. And over the past few years, your interview style has changed. Yeah. Your demeanor has changed. You yeah. are more willing to dig your hands in and, mm-hmm. and really get after it. Yeah. And it takes practice like anything, right? We have to do things and it's going to evolve. Actually, I think it was my, it was my father-in-law. He's like, did you know you were a good host? Like, did you know this was a skill set you had? And I said, no, I said, but what makes me a good host is the fact that I'm like interested. But yeah, it's just the fact that you're interested in people. I'm authentically interested in people and their, and their businesses and how they help people. Mm -hmm. Um, because I always learn something if I'm asking, if I'm authentically interested. And that's the other side of it too, is that you don't know what you don't know. You're not going to know your good host until you host. You're not going to yeah. know content or placing this ad or saying something this way is going to work mm-hmm. until you do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk to a comedian about their process for coming up with jokes they get run out of clubs occasionally because they say the wrong thing at the wrong time. You have to be okay with failing. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a business owner. A lot. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the types of podcasts that are doing the best right now? What are we seeing with, you know, changes? So that's actually a fantastic question. Um, so as for the past 10 years, um, anything within the entrepreneurship space, space is still doing really, really well. Mm -hmm. Um, It has dipped a little bit uh, because the free for all is over. Um, But also thankfully. Thankfully. Thankfully, the free for all is over. Um, The pre-COVID, if you opened a business, odds are you were going to do okay. Um, Comparatively, of course, Mm -hmm. to other times. Um, Most businesses fail and there's a very dark side to entrepreneurship that comes from that. Um, But uh, so, so that's dipped a little bit, but it's going to come back around, especially as we get to more and more people vaccinated and the world starts to open up and supply chains get fixed and all that sort of fun stuff. Um, But that's a process. Um, Lots of things around um, happiness and loneliness, Mm -hmm. uh, self-care and that sort of fun thing are Mm -hmm. huge. Um, and then absolutely anything to do with DIY home renovation. (laughs) (laughs) Home Depot has been absolutely crushing it. Um, more people are doing things at home. A record number of dogs have also been adopted. Uh, so everything around, um, dog training, cat training, all that mm-hmm. sort of fun stuff is crushing it as well. We just had a handyman here this week. Yep. Refiling the bathroom. <laughs> my, uh, my landlord is getting a new um, uh, patio put in mm-hmm. in the middle of uh, May. Yeah. Um, every time I turn around, the neighbors are doing something. Yep. Those neighbors, those neighbors. Yep. Like the other day, they were cutting down trees. Mm-hmm. Every time I turn around. <laughs> like it's been crazy for home stuff because we're all home going Ew. yeah because everybody's home and they're like oh wait a minute like my home my space actually matters it's not just a place that i sleep in it's a place that i regenerate my energy in. it's a mm-hmm. place that i contemplate life at it's mm-hmm. where i get to spend time with my dogs or my kids or my mm-hmm. significant other or whatever right. um and people are just starting to put more effort into that yeah we were at Florida, Nick and I were at Florida Core uh, last of the week. It was like a Saturday. <laughs> we walked in and I looked at him and I was like, and we're out. Like, it was <laughs> so busy. I've been going to Home Depot a lot. And like, I try to go during the families week. at the Florida Core. And I'm like, y'all, mm-hmm. we're still at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll come. I was like, I looked at the guy and go, so what are the slowest days? 
yeah. we'll be back. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and political podcasts are doing really, really well. Oh, well, I would, yeah. The, the, the hyperbole and division has never been higher. Um, and on purpose. On purpose. Yeah. No, absolutely on purpose. Um, that's one of the things I personally try to fight. But yeah, yeah. Those, are, those are crushing it as well. All right. Um, so what are, I mean, you kind of touched on this, but, you know, what are we seeing, you know, pandemic changes um, in the podcast industry? You kind of answered that already, but. So more and more people are switching to video. Mm-hmm. Um, They're doing both. Yeah, uh, it had already been there, but more and more people are switching to video. Um, Video content as a whole is Mm -hmm. going even higher, which every hour there's like, or every second, um, at least a few years ago, every second there was 40 hours of uh, video footage uploaded to YouTube. I'm sure, I know it's higher now. I don't know Mm -hmm. what the number is, but I know it's exploding. more and more businesses uh, are going, oh, wait a minute, the internet exists. Maybe I should be there. <laughs> I, I shit you not. I <laughs> pitched a, um, a show to a liquor store a couple months ago. <clears throat> um, and I pitched it to a bunch of liquor stores, but one in particular, one person in particular responded to the pitch, not to say yes or no, but to say, I don't think people are going to be ordering things, ordering alcohol on the internet anytime soon. <laughs> Me being the sarcastic asshole that I am <laughs> responded back and said, I'll be sure to let Amazon know. Also, have you heard of Drizzy? <laughs> and DoorDash and House mm-hmm. and-, <laughs> and Uber Eats and all and of Uber that. I just want <laughs> I never heard back and obviously I didn't get that business, but <laughs> I just was, <laughs> I don't because, know because delivery alcohol is a unicorn. It's, it's an absolute unicorn. Um, and people are trying to wrap their hands around it and figure out what's going on. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to, it's, it's not going to go away. Yeah. Like, Unfortunately, most liquor stores are not the most well-kept. They're not known Mm -hmm. to be, uh, or they're not felt to be safe places, Mm -hmm. um, all that sort of fun thing. So hell yeah, if you can get it just delivered to your door and skip going to the dusty place with the dude hiding behind a bunch of bottles where you've seen numerous episodes of Cops where there's been an armed robbery there, hell yeah, why wouldn't you do it? Bad boys, bad boys. (laughs) I think... You know, it's just too funny to me. I mean, full disclosure, Nick does all the grocery and alcohol shopping. Um, <laughs> but like, if you walk into a liquor store, how do you even make choices? Like, yeah. like if I walk into even like, I usually will, if I'm doing it, I go to the Safeway, right? Because they have a mm-hmm. lot less options, but I'm still overwhelmed, right? Like, and yeah. I know what I'm looking for <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> um, you know, I, I know my brands, I know what I want, mm-hmm. but like, it is so overwhelming to even go into a liquor store like give me your curated options yeah and i mean that if you go to any of the bigger stores like they'll have an epoxied floor Mm. where it'll look nice it'll be clean they'll have a tasting area um and then they try to take it away from the warehouse feel yeah and they try to put different cues to guide you through the store I just, I think the industry as a whole is just so used to their super high margins and they haven't had to do anything customer service wise Mm -hmm that they just kind of like they're going to be the latest of adopters on some of this stuff. I think so. I know some of the good ones are doing really, really well. Um, I know last year was the biggest year for alcohol sales in the history mm-hmm. of the industry. Puppies and alcohol. Yep. Um, I know, I know of at least six stores that grew like these are already $10 million mm-hmm. stores that grew by 20% last year. That's crazy. So, and that's without any extra, any extra anything. I mean, you can see my shelf over here. Yeah. Um, so they now, so they now put wine coolers in cans and they're supposed to taste different and they just, they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> They've got, um, and cocktails are becoming more and more a thing. They've got a mm-hmm. RTD ready to drink. 
Mm. Ale already mixed in a drink and you get four to six servings in it. It's like 10 bucks. And we're not talking like three mixed old fashioned. The bottles of margarita. <laughs> no, no, no. Those we're are horrible. Like old fashions and Phoenix Downs and like actual cocktails. It's pretty cool. And I, I'm still looking for a liquor store or brewery to, to make the show that I want to make. They, they, they're, I think you're right. I think that's, that's the problem is they're all used to just demand already being there for their product. Mm-hmm. And so they're not trying to hit it out of the park. They're like, yeah, hey, whatever. Like I'm afloat. I'm making what I make. Yeah. I think that's the problem that I'm running into. <clears throat> Interesting. You see my wheels turning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll think about that one. It's a wonderful um, idea for a liquor store or bar or brewery. Ugh. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, what the problem I had, um, like Nick, Nick and I wanted to make um, a certain type of drink that we heard of. Mm-hmm. And so I Google it. And honestly, like all the recipes I found have like a thousand ingredients. Right. Yeah. So like and you we're talking like, like, right. So we're talking like top, like top ingredients, which is fine if you run a bar. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I've worked, I've bartended. Like I can make a lot of these things, but I also know that I wouldn't stock half the crap that the country club stock mm-hmm. that I worked at. So how do we, I don't know, I've got ideas. If you own a liquor store and you want to teach people how to make drinks, make them simple. Mm-hmm. And if you could, like, if there was a platform for that, that'd be huge. Like there's the, there's like a subscription box where you let, it's like a drink of the, like they send you like those, like the period ingredients and then you have to Mm -hmm. take your own alcohol to make the drinks. Mm -hmm. What if you could just make it with the things you probably already have Mm -hmm. and have substitutions on there? Because that's Mm -hmm. where I was confused because I was like, well, what if I don't want to buy this thing? Cause I probably am not going to use it ever again. Like what can I I substitute? Yeah. I don't have the highest quality Patron. Like what is something smaller that would work? Well, even that, I think it's like, yeah, I have tequila, right? I have the alcohol generally. I have like, like I have the chicken for the chicken recipe, Mm -hmm. but I don't have like the three other like liqueurs that go into it. You know, what could I, what could I potentially substitute for those? Yeah. Or what's a simpler version? Mm Mm-hmm. That was my frustration. I had to go through like three pages of recipes to even get there. Like the even okay. find one that didn't have like 20, 20 ingredients. I'm just going to take a note over here. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's take on how it's hard for her to drink more alcohol. <laughs> and, and that's one of the things, right? Is also um, uh, content production can be a big, difficult thing. It is. It's not easy. It's not easy, but you have something you want to say, just say it in some form or fashion and then put it out there. And then you're like, okay, well, that was easy enough, but now I can refine it and make it better. And then like, just start working. You're not going to have, and I say this to every client that I bring on with a podcast, you're going to do your first interview Mm -hmm. and you're going to feel awkward as all get out and you're not going to know what the fuck you're doing. And then you're going to go take a nap because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go take a nap. But then you'll take the next one and you'll be like, oh, wait a minute. I did this last time, but I want to mm-hmm. do this. This is how I want to come off. Mm-hmm. And then you start refining. And then I have graphics that I make for you. Mm-hmm. And then at first you're going to go, I like those graphics. And then you're going to see them and you're like, oh, that doesn't feel like me. Can we change this and this and this? And I go, yeah, sure. Of course we can. Mm-hmm. And we start molding it because we're working with clay. And then we're going to make what you want. It's just going to take time to get there. Mm -hmm. And the big brands do this too, but the big brands spend $150,000 at a time to do it. I'm asking And they'll do everything in the back catalog as well. Yeah. But I mean, they'll, I, I know people who have shot worse videos than I have shot. They charged 90 grand for it. And it was done and gone because it went to Coca-Cola or mm-hmm. it went to Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just, yeah. you have to, if you're new to producing content and getting your advertising going and getting your marketing going, take smaller bites at it at a time, pay a lower cost, but be okay 
with putting out something that you don't necessarily like, not that transmits your message in a horrible way, Mm -hmm. but you don't like the colors. You don't like how it was set up. You don't like the way it was shot. You don't, and make those tweaks, figure out what you don't like Mm -hmm. because big brands have a a century of experience Mm -hmm. learning what they like and what they don't like. And they've got whole teams and all that sort of fun stuff. So don't hold yourself to that standard. I think, and every time anybody's ever come to me and been like, okay, so tell me about how you do the podcast. I'm like, I don't do the podcast. <laughs> like literally I host and then it goes. Like mm-hmm. I have taken my hands off the wheel on this because A, I can't obsess about it. And B, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Like there's glaringly obvious problems like, you know, with spelling or whatever. Okay, yes, I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So we're going to mm-hmm. fix those. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't, I can't control this. All I can do is my portion of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had somebody like, tell me how you record and how you edit and how I was like, I don't do any of that Mm -hmm. for a reason. I don't need a part-time job. Yeah. It's not your highest and best. The purpose of this podcast is to grow my firm. Mm -hmm. That is the purpose. It just generates content. So that's all I have to do (laughs) at this point with you and Emily on board now, like, I don't even know what's happening 99% of the time and that's okay. And I think we have to, when we delegate things, we have to delegate it to experts. And I say this all the time, we have to delegate it to experts and we have to delegate it to people we trust and we have to take our hands off of it. Mm -hmm. Like, am I kind of like making sure it got posted? Yep. Mm -hmm. I do that every week. Oh, Hey, it's actually Tuesday morning, which is, Usually the morning I want to like tweet things. <laughs> Don't ask me why Tuesday. <laughs> then I'm like, oh wait, no, it's podcast morning and I'll make sure it got posted and whatever. Like literally that's all I do is just to make sure that, you know, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of oversight because it is me going up. Yeah, no, you need, you need to make sure that, that what you're trying to produce is happening. Right. But you need to make sure that the result is happening as opposed to being in my video timeline <laughs> because <laughs> you don't know what you're you don't know what you'd be looking at if you were looking at my video timeline i mean i could probably figure it out but i won't and i refuse yeah. to because i don't need to yeah i have other things i need to learn like oh i don't know this next set of potential legislation coming down my pipeline in congress this will be six is it the infrastructure or is it another stimulus uh, don't know you know I don't- they're talking about spending a lot of money again Honestly, I don't know. All I know is it's going to come with tax changes and that's all I care about so yep. that I can plan for my clients, period. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done five sets of legislation. In a year. In a year. That's been my focus. My, that's been my focus. I have that's s- so crazy to think about. I tallied up my CPE <laughs> for the last year in a mm-hmm. few months. I'm at 60. I don't have the last couple of plus hours all in that <laughs> oh wow wow usually <laughs> i'm a little behind on my hours because we have to do in colorado cpas need 80 hours every two years well, our reporting our reporting period started january 1st 2020 <laughs> i will be done with that 80 hours i think next month Oh, wow. I went in and like looked at like what I have scheduled. Yeah. I'll go be done. Well, that's, I mean, that's good in a sense because you're done. Yeah. But every time I'm like getting (laughs) in a groove, I have to stop and learn new things. Yeah. Um, Because every time they do this, it changes the current year. It changes the prior years. The shit's retroactive. Like Mm -hmm. what? Yeah. 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 I we did this yesterday. This is not the time to pick your tax person based on price. <laughs> oh yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> because if they have a little bit of price, I can promise you they're doing no CP. Yeah. They're gonna mess some stuff up. That's and also good. not optimize anything for you. And that's scary. And those are the people who are done being in, in this industry. They are tired. I mean, we're all tired. Let's be 100%. Yeah. I'm tired. And but I they are extra, tired. extra tired. They are and extra done. done. Yeah. They are extra done. Um, 
there's just so many ways we can save people. Like every time they do this, I'm like, oh, well, if we do this and we can save money here. And like, I'm running tax returns three or four different ways now. And I've never had to do that. Yeah. Um, because we have to, we have to do our due diligence on making sure we're helping our clients in the best way we can. But you know, if you're at a tax shop, they're not doing that. They're yeah. data entering your stuff and handing it over. Absolutely. You know, we're Absolutely. Leave another like hour or two to make sure we've got everything incorrectly. We're not missing something. <laughs> we've got all these checklists. It's, it's mad. It's madhouse yeah. on my whole 32 returns that I have to get done around here. So what is coming up for Spotted Dog? Uh, so we've got a couple different things. Um, we are broadening our services. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. when we started, we just did the content side of it. <clears throat> just creating it um, and managing socials and posting things and all that sort of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but we are broadening that to uh, encapsulate absolutely everything. So it's a turnkey procedure. I love it. Um, you need, we want our clients to have an hour a week, hour and a half a week that they mm -hmm. dedicate. Mm -hmm. um, and then we handle absolutely everything else. Um, it needs to be a turnkey situation because it's not your highest and best time to be doing anything else. Mm -hmm. um, beyond that, we are moving into offering uh, voiceovers and um, uh, different things for audiobooks and promos and all that sort of fun thing. That's cool. It's a lot of fun. You it's want to do voiceovers? I recently picked it up and I was like, this is super fun. <laughs> so I don't know uh, if anybody wants me to do voiceovers, but <laughs> you never so know. Fun. You never know. I've, I've always been just kind of like a weird kind of fun dude. So that was, that was kind of an opportunity that got popped in my lap and I was like, yeah, sure. And now I've got some people helping me out with it and all that sort of fun stuff. Cool. Um, and then uh, past that, we are going to start our own podcast, um, looking at um, my, my intent with the podcast is to look at our uh, economic structure as a whole mm -hmm. and uh, speak with uh, CEOs, VPs, uh, political figures, and all this sort of fun thing to figure out what actually needs to be done to help the system start to work for more people mm -hmm. um, and deal with the challenges that uh, CEOs are facing because of the workforce that they're getting mm -hmm. um, and with uh, political figures to get them off of their messaging um, and into an actual conversation, uh, which I- Solutions. Yeah, I, I suspect that that might be really hard. Um, and I suspect that in general, mm -hmm. um, I will uh, disturb the force on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but hopefully generate some actual conversation with, uh, with uh, business leaders about what sort of policies and things they need to adopt within their workforce. I mean, mm -hmm. we're looking at, everybody's been working from home for a year do you think you're going to get everybody to come back into the office? I was just in the middle of a disagreement on a forum about this. Um, somebody about that. Somebody was like, well, it's impossible, impossible to hire a bookkeeper in person right now. Well, no shit. Why do they have to be in person? Oh, because you want an admin. Mm -hmm. You want them to deal with your employees as HR that, you know, you're asking for them to wear all the hats for mm -hmm. you and manage your practice or manage whatever the company is. If you're actually yeah. looking for a bookkeeper, you don't need anybody in person at yeah. this point. Like they that's not necessary. Yeah. Um, and I just think there's a really interesting conversation around what industries are going back, you know, really do need to go back in person and which ones don't. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, there's no, I mean, unless you're, look, not everybody has internet. I do understand that. But most places that do have that yeah and i mean there, the united states is a service economy there's no reason yeah to be in person there's no reason to do in-person appointments yeah like i mean zero i mean most I mean, of our doctors are now up online mm -hmm. <laughs> like unless they need to do a physical yeah you don't need to come in you can do follow-ups via video <laughs> 
I mean, there's, there are some people that prefer to work from an office. There are some people who don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I think there's going to be a very large conversation around who's returning to work, who's not returning to work. And then for leadership within these organizations, Mm -hmm. how they're going to approach it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you tell people, I mean, if you tell people like me, Mm -hmm. um, hey, you have to come back to the office. Um, I don't care that you've been more productive over the past year when you haven't been in here, um, but I need your butt here in the office uh, or you don't have a job. I'd be like, cool, uh, peace. I'm going to go find a job somewhere else that fits what I'm doing. Um, And I think that I think that that the thread underneath that of there being more to life than work Mm-hmm. has been a growing call for about 30 years. Yeah. Um, and I think that this pandemic put it in, on the precipice. It's, it's that work-life synergy that our really good friend Stephen Crawford talks about. Mm-hmm. You know, that flexibility to do your work, um, but also do your life. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to really kind of mix those things and the way that works for you, mm-hmm. that work from home has allowed us to do. You know, like my husband hopped on the Peloton an hour ago. He's like, my brain's not working. I have a block of time. He's like, I'm going to hop on the Peloton. I need to like, like, you know, I I need to do the thing Yeah. or, you know, like you can't do that at work on Mm -mm. top of work takes more than just the time you are there, (laughs) you know, to, to do, especially if you're a woman. Like, the, and the average commute is like two hours total a day. Right. Trip. So getting ready to even do a podcast is a lot for me. Like it's like 45 <laughs> minutes, take a shower, curl the hair, do the makeup, do stuff, do the I stuff. I put on a I, nice shirt and a vest for you today. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> um, but I had somebody the other day, like ask for an in-person meeting. And I was like, no, you're on the other side of town. So that's plus like plus the meeting that's literally about three to four hours of my time mm-hmm. that's you half your day pay for that yeah you know like there's just really no reason yeah for that anymore yes certain people have to be in office mm-hmm. or in manufacturing line like i do understand that yeah. there are so many functions you do not need and you do not need the overhead of keeping those people in an office yep so let's stop justifying our offices by having bodies in there. We'll just get rid of the offices. Which then brings a wonderful thought to mind. What is going to happen to commercial real estate? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. Wouldn't it be really cool if they made them into like apartments with co-working spaces? Oh, that'd be really cool, actually. That you know, would actually, that like, might get fed or like, you know, grab a sandwich or like go like talk to people for a little bit and then go back and do their work. If, um, if you know anybody in commercial real estate, you want to pitch to that idea because they are going to be scrambling to figure out what the hell is going to happen. But they're still building buildings every time I turn around. They are. (laughs) I don't know. It'll be interesting. I know as early as May last year, Mm-hmm. Um, I know a couple of builders that scrapped their plans for a sub development and then redid all the blueprints to include his and her offices. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's here in the Denver area. So not, not everyone has a formal living room <laughs> that they can turn into an office. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Buy a house built in the eighties. Cause you'll have an extra space. There you go. <laughs> but my husband is downstairs. In his little makeshift man cave that's, now. That's where I am right now. Because we do not, we do not, not in the same room. That's <laughs> not yeah. the best option for us. Probably not. But his and hers makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. It makes a ton of sense. And I think, you know, we've been moving this way. I've had clients um, who like work for companies in California, but live in. Yeah. I mean, the internet came out in the nineties and it Al Gore's been- internet. <laughs> Al Gore's internet and it has been disrupting everything and it's going to continue to disrupt everything. Mm-hmm. And that's another conversation that I want to have with these people, with, mm-hmm. with 
high-level CEOs and high-level mm-hmm. politicians mm-hmm. is the internet's going to keep disrupting everything. And mm-hmm. legal policy has always been 10 to 20 years behind. What are we going to do to catch up? Because yeah. there are some very large companies that are soaking up everything and uh, venture capital firms are mm-hmm. solely looking for companies for tech companies that can explode and get monopoly size mm-hmm. market share. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, monopolies are actually illegal. So, what are and so what mm-hmm. are we going to do for that within our system? Mm-hmm. And then, what does that lead to as far as um, as far as the number of jobs total available shrinking because we get more and more automation, mm-hmm. but we still have a growing population. Yeah. How are we going to handle that? I don't know. That's a tough question that we have to answer. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know. It is a question that needs to be answered. It does. It's really interesting. I mean, I have, you know, my kids are almost 13 and 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. And any like traditional, you know, jobby jobs, I just keep looking at them like, what are you going to do? This will be really interesting. Everything will be different 10 years from now. I know. Especially and that's why 20 it's and like, 30. My daughter is at a STEM school and they do a lot of coding. And I'm like, mm-hmm. perfect, go do coding. Please. That's great. <laughs> that's great. It, go to that's, coding school. <laughs> that's really interesting. I can't remember the stat, but there is a there's a stat out there about um, X number X percentage of jobs today mm-hmm. did not exist mm-hmm. when the people working them were in school. Mm-hmm. So, so crazy. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with coding. I think it'll still be around. I mean, yeah. I'm watching. I mean, I don't know, but. I'm watching the changes in my industry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and you're, you're staying ahead of it. Well, I had somebody call the other day and they're like, okay, so can I come in and talk to you? I was like, no, you can do virtual. So just so you know, we're virtual. Mm-hmm. You have this to book is my online. Room. You have to book online. <laughs> You have to be able to use Zoom. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to upload things. It's really not that hard. If mm-hmm. my husband's grandparents can do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to sign things via DocuSign. Really not that difficult. It's not. Um, but you have to be willing to do that. Yeah. Um. But we just have so many options now to to do what we need to do virtually. Mm-hmm. But there is zero reason for you to take time out of your business to come here. Or for me to take time out of my business or mm-hmm. my personal life to come to you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to drive downtown. We can do it online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can have my own coffee. You can have your own coffee. You know. Yeah. Or we can DoorDash those things. <laughs> oh, there you go. And pay $25 for a $10 burrito from Chipotle. You know. I might have done that 5,000 too many times last year. For delivery. <laughs> that's how I always justify That's how I always justify Chipotle. It's a dollar for delivery. But then I was on the other day and they're like, the menu prices are higher for delivery. And I was like, I didn't see that. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, no, last year when um, I had absolutely no time, Mm -hmm. I spent way too much money on delivery and work meals and all that sort of fun stuff. And I was like, oh my God, what have I done? So this year, I'm like, I'm like sending you Chipotle gift cards. Yeah, I know. You have no idea how happy that made me. I was like, oh, I don't have to like pay for like the next two or three meals. This is so good. And Jamie's out here enabling. (laughs) <laughs> all right um okay uh before i ask my last question what is the easiest way for people to find you uh spotteddogdigital.com you can find anything and everything there including ways to get a hold of me all the ways all the ways um okay last question what is the one thing every business owner needs to do today to be seen Ooh. So first, we're, we're going to give a three, uh, two-step process. <laughs> two-step process. 
He ignores my one thing. Go ahead. Well, it's, it's a two-step process. It is. Think about the impact, the problem, whatever it is you are trying to solve. Mm-hmm. Then write it down and post it on the internet. Make a video of it and post it on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and and write as much about it as you, if you're posting it on your website, write as much about it as you possibly can. That helps with your SEO. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the absolute basics of it. Just start, say, here's a problem. Here's my solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. Here you go, world. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think people oftentimes skip that or they try to make it too complicated, or they try to say, how do I make this stand out or be so much different from everybody else doing it? Um, And you just need to start saying it. Um, I wanna say that I think just from my experience, the the thing that people need to to do is be, be okay with being seen. Ooh, that's a good way to put that. Um, Because that's hard. It's a hard choice to make. It is. It's hard to put ourselves out there. I think for a lot of us. Oh, absolutely. Um, Not not every CEO or great businessman or businesswoman is a Gary Vaynerchuk or um, a Madeline Albright or whoever. Um, There's not everybody is okay with being seen. Yeah. Um, but you, I mean, you have to figure out how you're okay with being seen too, I think mm-hmm. is, is, is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, if, if you are not comfortable being on video, don't do video Then do blogs, do blogs. If yeah. you don't want to be heard, then don't do audio, mm-hmm. but, um, and I mean, audibly heard. Right. Um, Cause we all want to be heard, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, find out what you're comfortable with and do that. Mm-hmm. And then if you can assemble a team around you, have them create additional forms of media that you don't have to do. Right. But it helps get your message out. Whatever I love that. that. Message might be. I think that's so important. It was, it was hard. I want to say it was hard for me to, to like decide to do video and audio. Like mm-hmm. that just kind of felt like, oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. people are going to see me. But I think once you, and also like, don't know until you try it, mm-hmm. like, or don't knock it until you try it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a little scary to put yourself out there, especially I think in this format, this is not for everybody. Um, It turns out it's for me, but it's not for everybody. And I think that we can't just hop on to what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially what everybody else in our industry is doing. Mm-hmm. If that's not authentic or doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's very few accountants with podcasts. Y'all mm-hmm. for a reason. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the general personality type doesn't necessarily <laughs> lend it to it. No. <laughs> I actually had, um, he's probably listening to this, but I actually had a potential client that I've talked to twice now. And he's like, yeah. He's like, since the last time I talked to you, which was like a year ago, he's like, I've talked to some other accountants. He's like, and they are just not where it's at. (laughs) He's like, I just could not talk to them. He's like, I need to talk to you. (laughs) Because A, he already feels like he knows me, right? Mm -hmm. But B, he knows what he's going to (laughs) get. And these, you know, and and these interactions. That's um, th- and it's, that's what we're trying to build here, right? If I'm not your cup of tea, that's totally fine with me. Yep. And you have to be okay with that too. That's why I drop F-bombs in my first meeting with everybody. <laughs> I need to start doing that. Because <laughs> I am going to cuss. Yeah. That's just I- me, who I am. And if mm-hmm. I'm not going to tailor that because you don't like the words or it makes you uncomfortable or yes. whatever. Yeah, I've had people on the podcast be like, can I cuss? And I'm like, be you. Like, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's all yeah. good. We put out a job description. 
for the for the practice manager, mm-hmm. it had cuss words in it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Because I don't cuss all the time. I just, no, you're I, not like a sailor. No, and I used to when I when I waited tables because. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 But like, there there's an emphasis needed sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, with cuss words. And um, sometimes you and know. Sometimes you need this little bit of shock as well. Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's pretty funny. And I think, yeah, I just think it's so important to, to try it, figure out what's for you. Yeah. And honestly, um, you personally, as mm-hmm. the business owner, mm-hmm. might not be the best person to start a podcast. A podcast might make sense for your business. Mm-hmm. So do you have an employee that wants to host it? Do you want your producer to host it? Wow. I'm, I'm in talks right now with a brewery and I would be hosting their podcast because they don't have somebody that they would want to host, but they really want to do it. Hmm. So there's all sorts of things, right? Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, you don't have to be the front man or front woman. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, putting out content, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your perspective, is going to be king. Yeah. It has been for 10 years and it's going to be more and more so going forward until we have the next round of disruptors come in. Um, and figuring out a way to share your brand's message mm-hmm. is more important than not finding a way to do that. Um, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think the best, best part of this of doing this is that I don't have to talk to people that I don't already resonate with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just so much better to go into conversations with people who already have know who I am, mm-hmm. you know, or like have already resonated with me in a way that's, that makes sense, which is why being authentic is super important if you're going to be doing this work. Because you'll be attracting people that already want to talk to you. If you put up yeah. a face, then you're going to attract people. And you're like, why am I attracting these people? Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I, uh, I liken everything to dating. So I yeah. mean, if you're pulling up to the bar or the club, dressed a certain way, driving a certain car, uh, buying drinks or, or behaving in whatever mannerism, Mm-hmm. You're going to attract people that are seeking that out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you show up as legitimately you, then you're going to find people seeking out legitimately you based on those behaviors and actions. And this isn't the easy, like, this is hard work. Oh, it's absolutely. hard work to say, this is who we work at, what this, who, this is who we're trying to attract. Mm-hmm. Um, that is hard to do um, for anybody. Mm-hmm. you know, and that's work that has to be done. And it evolves again. Mm-hmm. The podcast has evolved and who we talk to has evolved in many ways a lot because I've tried to, we figured out who I work with best. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like, we're still figuring that out, mm-hmm. you know? So having this all nailed down is not necessary. And I think a lot of us are analysis paralysis on mm-hmm. this stuff. Um, and we need the Stephen Andrews and Kyle Matthews and potentially probably me's in your life to say, just go do the thing. You Definitely feel like you it. too. I, I, I know a few people that you've had conversations like that with. So that are yeah, doing yeah. that, you know, that, that things are moving rapidly forward for. Mm-hmm. And that is the funnest for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because if I can see something that might be a good idea for them and they'll go try it and it works out fabulously, I've done my job. Mm-hmm. Which is so fun. Absolutely. It's fun for me. There are people who I convinced to do a podcast that are killing it. They're doing way better than this podcast (laughs) (laughs) that are like doing speaking engagements and have rapidly moved towards the direction I want. And it's awesome because it's happening in their time. Mm -hmm. All that will happen in our time. Mm Mm-hmm. And we got to be cool with that too. You got to be cool with that. And um, somebody else's success or lack of success is not a reflection on what will or won't happen for you. Right. I think that's so true. And 
how people succeed is not always for us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, ours has been slower than I'd like it to be hundred percent, but that's how this works. (laughs) I'm impatient. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's about me, right? That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I actually had a really interesting conversation around this kind of subject the other day. Um, and it has to do with leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, people will be like, I'm the leader. Well, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe you are, maybe, maybe you are for this situation. Mm-hmm. However, maybe that next situation you're not and you're number two or you're number three actually is and you need to lean on them. Yeah. If you are hard headed and I'm going to lead no matter what, <laughs> then you're going to lead the, the fire and, mm-hmm. and the drowning of, of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just kind of goes to that. Like you have to you have to realize that what is going circumstances and other people have nothing to do with what's going on. And you just have to have to kind of maneuver your way through it. Yeah. That's so important. All right. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review until next week. Be abundant. Be abundant.